Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Every episode, I feel like I say podcast, like I'm sitting on the toilet trying to push out a crap. Do you, you feel know, that? On that note, I'm going to take off my sunglasses. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend you didn't say that. Was that disturbing? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> These sunglasses kind of made you look like you were hung over a little bit. Uh, my name's Gosh, Morgan Colby. I got, I got Rick Lemon with me as always. We got a fun episode today. Uh, last episode, we did PPR rankings to start the fun breakdown as we enter the month of July. I think this, this series of episodes will bring us into the month of July. Now, we did do a running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks rankings episode all the way back in March or May, I, April. I can't remember. During covid quarantine and I, I yeah it was the early rankings so what you're going to get in this episode and in the next couple episodes are the top 12 at each position uh and then the rest of them the full rankings for drafts and cheat sheets and all that stuff will be in our draft guide um so you should purchase that and check them out when when it goes live on july 1st um but anyways yes. So today we're going to talk about some news, some running back rankings. Um, before we do that, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like, like us at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen. Please, 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 I beg you to leave a review. Uh, grow the brand and leave a review. Share well, this, even if it's a bad review. Even, even if it's review. horrible. Um, share this podcast with your friends. Rick, do you want to tell us about the draft guide? Uh, look, you know, how many times do I say it's how much so much work, so much thing? effort. But if you guys want to know what gets included, there's full rankings, there's breakdowns, busts, player draft values, player breakdowns, and so much more. Make sure you guys get this thing before July 1st when the price goes up. It's It's definitely worth it. And by the way, if you guys pre-order now, there's still time to do it. You will be entered for a chance to listener be in our league. listener league that we're going to do Yep, uh, and see if you can beat us. <laughs> Unlikely. $25 is the purchase price. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Just because you said that, somebody's going to mark this mark this down and they'll, they'll beat you in the listener league and yep. they just keep playing it. And they'll send you a clip uh, totally of it over and over again. On totally Twitter. unlikely, though, because I'm, you know. Yeah, is that so? I mean, I, it was gonna beat you, we know it's, funny it's because... Maybe. I, I told myself like a month ago, you know, right when the NFL draft or something was, was that a month ago? I don't remember, but I told myself like a month, two months ago, I, this year only going to be in four, four fantasy leagues total, you know, one or two dynasty, one or two redraft and we'll be good. Right. Uh, so right now I'm totally at five Uh oh. and I haven't even hit August. So that's a problem. Yeah, already breaking my own rule. Once August comes around, you're gonna just join like two or three just by accident. I can't remember one of our one of our writers on our staff said that he had he knows somebody in forty something fantasy leagues. I think it was Kevin Coleman. Forty plus. Uh, I'm all set with that. I like to some some people. It is commitment. Some people might be like, why aren't you why aren't you in more leagues? Like you need to be in as many leagues as possible. I'm like, no, I like to focus on 
the leagues that I'm in instead of just, you know, trying to spread be confused all out, and to, use yeah. fantasy pros. No, I'm with you on that one. Did you see fantasy pros has a new website? I did not. They, they updated. It's kind of, it's kind of pretty looking. I was so confused. <laughs> I'm like, did I go to the right website? It's brand spanking new, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm the last one to see it. Um, let's get to the news, my friend. Uh, so in a big, this actually has ramifications on Miles Sanders, and we are going to talk yeah. about him today, and I might move him down my rankings because of this. Eagles running back, uh, I mean, e- Eagles right guard, Brandon Brooks, uh, the right guard that was rated as the best guard in all of football by PFF, uh, tore his Achilles tendon, and he's going to miss the entire 2020 season. So their he's best offensive lineman, arguably, is out for the season, which is huge news. Yeah, that's, um, that's a really tough loss for the Eagles. Not just for Miles Sanders, but for the passing game, for everything. So, I mean, do you do you think the Eagles take a... Like they, obviously, football wise, it's a big hit. But do you think fantasy wise, this is a huge hit to the skill players of the Eagles? Or I think it could be a, a hit to Sanders, mostly for his running efficiency wise. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit to Wentz too. I heard uh, that the Eagles are actually interested in Joe Tooney, the Patriots. I don't know if if that they would trade for him. Yeah, but the there's rumors leagues. right now that they're going after him. So oh, okay. if they can get a replacement for him, I think it it, it definitely. Yeah, I mean that would that would be a fantastic but, addition. Um, but yeah, because it's a, it's what is that? He, he's on but, a franchise tag, so it's a it's a rental almost. Right, right. A very expensive uh, rental, but a, a rental nonetheless. But as of right now, yeah, that is that is a big loss for the Eagles, and it should be noted for Miles Sanders owners. Now, I I have Miles Sanders right now at four point four yards per carry and ten yards per reception in terms of efficiency rating. So, I mean, you could probably pull those down to four point two, four point three. Um, yeah, which I mean is, he'll still be good yeah. like if, if you give him if he's going to get the amount of work that he mm-hmm. a lot of people think he's going to get then he'll be fine with those numbers. No, so. I think the Eagles had an offensive line missing last year too, and they he did. was still efficient. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be, but it's a sad, sad loss for them. Uh, Wednesday, Vikings offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak um, said that first round wide receiver Justin Jefferson uh, is going to move inside to the slot quite a bit. So it looks like they're going to have Thielen and Justin Jefferson ruling the slot with quite literally nobody on the outside. Uh, yeah, that that's going to be interesting to see. I think they might just switch the two off. Uh but they also have a lot of two wide receiver sets anyway, so I don't know how I don't I don't really know what the plan the is. is. Yeah, but either way, they're going to use Justin Jefferson, um, whether yeah. it's in the slot or on the outside. I don't think year he's, one he's going to have a massive impact, but really, you know, obviously, yeah, no, I don't see. I, mean, I actually am the opposite. I think he might have the biggest impact for any rookie wide receiver year one. Yeah, I disagree. Just because there's no, I mean, Adam, other than Adam Thielen, who's their third receiver. I, that's fair, but. I don't know. I mean, I have him projected at 97 targets with 126 fantasy points next year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to... I have him at like 130... I think 133 fantasy points, so I'm not really yeah. that far off from him. Yeah, I mean, in that in that regard, it's probably... Like, that's wide receiver four range. So, yeah. it's not I mean, like, I, don't, I don't project any rookie, though, except... No, no, right. Man. There are some other guys that I... When I was projecting, I was kind of surprised 
by how much opportunity that they will get. But I don't like this class is good, but it's not, you know. Well, there there is going to be good. there are I think going to at be least for a year player one. two that's going to finish in like the top mm-hmm. thirty for receivers, but it, it'll probably be random. Like last year, Terry McLaurin. I mean, I don't know if he finished there because he missed some time, but yeah. he played like a top 30 fantasy receiver. Uh, DK Metcalf, too. So it wasn't like the first guys off the board, mm-hmm. like Nikhil Harry it or takes, Hollywood Brown. The trend is that it takes most of the season for a guy to figure himself true, out. Yeah. And then it's like, and you AJ know, Brown too. like Metcalf, AJ Brown. Um, Terry McLaurin was good at the start of the season uh, and kind of faded at the end. But well, actually, he was still, I don't know. He was the, he was he the was same injured, for pretty so much. Kind of yeah. Um, yeah. Debo too, towards the end of the season oh, was yeah, a lot Debo, better. Yeah. Um, speaking of Debo, he suffered a broken left foot during a workout oh. with teammates on Tuesday. It's unbelievable. Um, it is expected that he will be sidelined for three to four months. Now that's a lot longer than what some people have talked about. That that's the long term. Yeah. I've heard 10 injury. Weeks. I've that's heard 10 weeks of- as well, which would put him right in line for week one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if they're going to rush him back. Obviously, you don't really have to. Um, yeah. I'm not going to change my projections on Debo. I'm going to keep him the same as if he's playing a full I, season. I'm going but, to as well. I might move him down a spot to him. Yeah. So not good news for Debo. Um, foot injuries, especially for wide receivers, are difficult injuries to A, recover from, and B, they linger. I had just drafted so, Debo in our mock draft, too, in the last show. And I was like... Mm-hmm. All it's all your it fault. Now. It's like, yeah, it I really know. Is. <laughs> I caused this. Um, the it's NFL like, PA has recommended against its members working out together as a number of COVID-19 cases increase in many states. Uh, that's just a player association. The NFL could give a rad's 2D. Honestly, I was reading through the notes and all the coronavirus stuff that people have been talking about. I don't mean to sound completely indifferent to coronavirus like it's a real disease and it's a problem we that we talked about that before right but i feel like people are just totally done with it and they're just they don't care anymore they want to get back to life a lot of people that are like that yeah and there's there's some people who are freaking out about it but right now the only for me the only people that are really making a huge deal out of covid19 anymore are are organizations and like news companies i feel like normal people in life are not like yeah, unless unless it's like it, it, like someone in your family is really high risk, I think there's still yeah, like right. But I, I to be, like there are t- people talking. Yeah, I can't, no, the general public, I agree with you. They don't really care. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Dak Prescott signed his franchise tender. Uh, apparently, right now, the difference for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys is not with money for a long term contract. It's that Dak wants four years and the Cowboys want five. So. That is the separation at this point. Um, Dak wants to suck the, the heck up five. and sign him for four years. Oh, like who, who the cares? heck cares? Like, yeah. yeah. And then do the negotiations in three years again. Like this, whatever. Right. Anyway. So he signed his franchise tender. He's going to report. I'm assuming that there's going to be a contract done within the next month or two. So um, it'll be resolved before the season starts. But, I don't think Amari Cooper is going to be a cowboy, to be honest with you. I think the last of the money is going to go to Dak. Oh, Amari. Yeah, I agree. I think he'll be, with since they drafted CD Land, he'll be a, a cowboy for this year. But yeah. 2021 and beyond, I don't know. Uh, 
the Seahawks and the Ravens have had some internal discussions about signing free agent Antonio Brown. Um, I, last week we talked about how Brown wasn't going to even get a team, and now there's two teams interested. Um, a, if he signs with the Seahawks, that crushes DK Metcalf. And B, if he signs with if he signs with the Ravens to play with his his cousin Marquise Brown, I think that probably kills the Ravens Marquise Brown fantasy wise this year as well. So. It would it might boost Lamar though. But the problem is even oh yeah yeah I don't the team. What yeah. are the chances he gets cut by like week three? I haven't heard anything from him. Like usually he's on social media all the time. He's been pretty radio silent. So, yeah. um. I don't know. I don't know I mean, if he's back. Like I'm really kind of just like to not normal, but like I don't think I don't think a team should sign him. I don't think he will. But if he does, then he does. It won't have uh, immediate impact either. It. When it, it? when he signs, you'll react to it. Yeah, like because yeah, right fun. now I'm just kind of like mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't really think he's going to go anywhere. Um, but if he does end up signing with the Ravens or the Seahawks, then. I'll kind of have my initial thoughts yeah, about it, but right. I, I think there's still a chance even if he signs with one of these teams, he'll get cut. So, um, Let's move into our running back rankings. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is going to be interesting. An interesting little episode. Um, we have uh, two different guys on our list, and then everything else generally stays the same. So the last person we talk about is going to be the separating factor. I think both of us have uh, either one of these guys separated by one spot. So we might talk about 13 players. Who knows? But um, these are our, not consensus, but our individual top 12 running backs. Um, We're going to talk about a list of players and then tell you where we ranked them. So let's start off with number one, the consensus number one for both me and you and everyone else is is cmc christian freaking mccaffrey it should be no surprise that he is um the 101 what was it the 10 yeah the 101 so the interesting thing that i found with christian mccaffrey is that before i did my projections back when we did the early running back rankings i believe i had saquon barkley one and you said on our last show uh, you were like, you know, I projected, I projected Christian McCaffrey and you said, Oh, is it a lot? And I said, no, but it is. Um, it is. Yeah. So, uh, but for me, this is, I just want to tell you what my, my projections are for him. So you, you understand what's going on right now. I do have him projected as the number one, uh, running back in all of fantasy football, but I have him ha- at 250 attempts on the ground, uh, 80 receptions through the air. So that is a pretty large for what you're looking at comparatively to last year's numbers, that's a large regression that I gave that him. Is a lar- that's 30 less catches. And yet he still scores 329 fantasy points yeah. on my, uh, on my, my projections. So I think the big thing for him is that he's going to, he, you know, with the receiving volume that he gets in half PPR and PPR leagues there, you can't beat it. Um, and standard leagues, Barkley might be rivaling um, Christian McCaffrey and in, in, in standard leagues, I might rank Saquon as one, but Right now, Christian McCaffrey, just as efficient as he is as a runner, and the fact that he's on a terrible football team, or at least what was a terrible football team last year, still scored as many touchdowns as he did, still was efficient as he was. Even if he regresses, he's still the you know the running back one. I don't think he's going to get over 400 fantasy points like he did last year in half PPR. I believe he hit that total. No, I mean, that's... That's absurd. So, yeah. I, I think there's a chance that Barkley could outscore him, but... I for me I don't want to be an idiot sitting at pick number one and and not take Christian McCaffrey 
because, you know, I'm just being stubborn or I think he's going to regress. I do think Mike Davis, you know, I, I mean, they could be in the market for a running back, but I think Mike Davis might get a little more work than people think he is. Um, we have to remember Ron Rivera is not there anymore. And so the yeah. days of 400 touches for Christian McCaffrey are probably gone by the wayside at this point. But I think as efficient as he is, he's as safe as it can get at the running back position. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get 400 touches, but he still might get like 350. I think he hit 400 last year. I, I Don't he quote me have. on it. I'm going to look. But uh, what are your thoughts on CMC? to 400. Actually, you know what? He did hit 400. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Absurd. Um, yeah, I mean, I have at regress- regression uh, a little bit too. He was at a little bit. Holy frick, you're right. Yeah, it was over 400. But um, when a guy has a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing, 1400 yards rushing, it's hard to not take him number one overall the next year. And the team pretty much stayed the same. They got better at quarterback mm-hmm. with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, they added Robbie Anderson. So the offense is actually you know, a little bit better. New coaching staff though is a little concerning, but it's still, it's Christian McCaffrey. Like Mm -hmm. if this was like a regular player, you'd be like, Oh, how are they going to use him in the offense now Mm -hmm. with the new coaching staff? But it's like, how are we going to use Zeke? But it's, you know how they're going to use Zeke. It's because it's Zeke. And you wouldn't be saying that with Barkley either. So I think McCaffrey is obviously in that same category. So there's the Panthers are still going to use McCaffrey a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying he's going to get 1400 yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving again yeah but he i mean if he gets like 800 yards receiving and like 1100 rushing yards he's still going to be the rb1 i think for i think right now i have him at um 1100 rushing yards and 600 receiving yards so around 17 1800 and change and he was still and he was still Mm -hmm. the number one guy on your projections right yeah it's mccaffrey don't 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 be stupid don't pass up a chance to get literally a my only concern is that and i have this very same concern i'll talk about in a few minutes with ezekiel elliott uh that he's going to get a massive regression in workload and but i just think that like you the think more, he's gonna get a massive regression no no that he could get a massive regression when i say yeah. massive i mean 225 attempts you know, like 70 targets and 50 receptions. Like if something like that happens, then you're talking about him being in the 270 range for fantasy points, which is still top five. But I don't think that happens. I just don't. So it's as simple as that. Um, I don't know. I don't, for me, it's hard because I'm like, I've been waiting for the Christian McCaffrey collapse for a while now, for some reason. I don't know what it is, but it's just more draft, you than me. Draft CMC one. Oh, one. Yeah. Um, he's only 24 too. So it's not like he's. Yeah. Old. I think the only major concern that I would have is, is that he's not injury prone in the, the least he's healthy. He's good in that department, but I don't want to say a player's do, but no, if CMC gets mean, that much like, workload, it's, it's yeah. hard to, play 16 games every year when you get 400 touches right. that's for anybody uh so let's move on to the second guy we have that we're going to talk about uh saquon barkley he is my two he's he is, my two as well he's your two um barkley is an interesting guy like i said i had him one um and i really liked him one now there is concerns for me in the department of you know they brought in a brand new coach joe judge who um essentially was i think he was a special teams coordinator for the pats he's 
worked in the offensive side of the football for a majority of his career uh, coaching. So, uh, and being under Bill Belichick for all of those years, you know, it would lead me to believe that they would go more committee than they did last year. Um, I didn't project like that because I know that when there's a talented guy, he uses, he sees comes from Joe judge comes from a system where they say, use the players, uh, how they're supposed to be used. And Barkley really does everything. So not too concerned about Barkley in that respect. I think their offense is getting better over time. So I think that kind of helps Barkley. Um, I had projected him actually at more rushing attempts than, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, really? I have him at 45 receptions, 64 targets, and he totals out at 294 fantasy points. I could probably project him for maybe a few more rushing touchdowns, but 294 is where he's at. I think I have him as number two on my projections as well as my rankings. So, um, I think that with Jason Garrett, uh, right now we're assuming that he's going to be the play caller for the giants. Um, and where did he come from a system where they just fed the ball to Zeke? Right. Um, so you, you can see that with Saquon and I think that's, what's going to happen. I mean, you want to hear the next closest guy on the giants that I have projected for rush attempts. Who? Dion Lewis at 37. Yeah. See, I had the same thing with like the Panthers. Like I had Mike Davis, at like 35 carries. Yeah. Uh, I gave Dion Lewis, I think 50 carries, um, mm-hmm. with the giants. So a little bit more than you, but still, Still nowhere near Barkley. Uh, yeah. And with with Barkley, like, they added Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. fourth overall pick, to tackle. So their offensive line is going to at least be a little bit better. And if Daniel Jones can play, then that's going to take a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on Barkley because teams were just focusing on Barkley last year, especially when yeah. Eli Manning was playing quarterback. Uh, they would just stack the box and just put all focus on Barkley. Right. But if Daniel Jones can play well with the new offensive line. <clears throat> I think Barkley, that could be a big thing for Barkley. He's also, some people might be hesitant on drafting him if they took him one last year. Uh, and then he kind of didn't have the best year because of the ankle injury. And because of that, he could come back even better this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could get him with like the third or fourth overall pick. And yeah. Shock everybody. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, safe pick. At- he, he, I think he's, the only guy who I think could pass McCaffrey is the number one. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Unless there's like some kind of dark horse, like you could see, and I'm not saying this is going to happen at all. So don't be like, oh, he said, you told, he said this was going to happen. And then you draft him with the first pick. Don't be idiots. But you could see maybe a dark horse guy like Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake. I could even see possibly, um, depending on what happens with sure, that Brown's sure. offense or the Raiders offense, Chubb or Josh Jacobs, it just, somebody could ascend into that spot. But I mean, I mean, this you, is less, less like on the down low, but I think Kamara has a really good shot of being the RB one. Yeah. As well. well, let's talk about that guy next. Alvin Kamara. Okay. So you have him four. I do. I have him three. Let me just explain why I have him three. So, I, I wish I I wish I went with this hot take last year, but you know what it was? I had the second pick in the draft, and I was I was biasly trying to d- tell myself to draft Alan, Alvin Kamara last year. And um, you could have took McCaffrey, but did, was McCaffrey on the board? He fell to so four mad. I'm draft, yeah. I'm mad about that. But anyway, so McCaffrey. I mean, that Kamara is big. I ended up settling on on Zeke in our draft last year, and the reason not settling, but. I ended up taking Zeke and and the reason was because uh, the way I look at fantasy football in a lot of ways is 
you know, what gets you the most consistency? And so for me, when I looked at, you know, Kamara and Zeke, which were in my mind, the two options for me at that spot outside of, you know, I, I took McCaffrey and I put him in a box, but, um, so, you know, with Kamara and Zeke being those, those two guys on the board that I wanted, I looked at, you know, how many yards do they get on the ground? Receptions do they get? How many fantasy points come from that? And then I looked at how many fantasy points came from touchdowns and, do you know that Alvin Kamara has never reached a thousand yards rushing or a thousand yards receiving in his career? Yep. And I looked at that and I was like, so if he takes a hit in the touchdown totals in 2019, he could actually be a lot worse than people expect. I'll tell you right now, it was not the injuries that Alvin Kamara. Yes, it was the injuries that hurt his efficiency, but I think, it wasn't injuries that stopped Kamara from being really, really good last year. It was that they weren't scoring as many rushing touchdowns. And that's what I kind of was projecting before the season, but I was too afraid to say it because (laughs) Kamara is Kamara. So this year, I think he's still not going to reach a thousand rushing. He's still not going to reach a thousand receiving yards, but I like, I have him statted out right now at 80 receptions and that seems like a lot um, I think I have him at 75, but so. he's very efficient through the air and in yeah. a half PPR league, like, you know, he's probably going to get six, 700 receiving yards, 900 plus rushing yards. The big question is, does he hit 15 total or more touchdowns all purpose next year? If he does, then you're talking about a running back who could possibly end up in the top three. Maybe like you said, number one, overall, the possibility of that happening is, is, well there but yeah it's it's hard to like for me the reason why i have him at three is more specifically because i think the touchdowns will come back i think you know i have concerns about zeke which we'll talk about in a second um but i think Kamara is going to get the work he's going to get the opportunity and he has the efficiency to be able to back it up and i think the touchdowns will return so yeah i mean i have Kamara four but it's funny because i actually like him more than zeke I just think Zeke is the safer, safer play pick. because Kamara has, yeah. like you said, never rushed for a thousand yards. But I think his upside is higher than Zeke because yeah. if they do give him two hundred yards and he or two hundred carries, because he's never had two hundred carries before in his career either. Uh, wow. He he had one hundred ninety four in twenty eighteen. Uh, he had really? one hundred seventy one last year. Maybe I should change my games. projection. <laughs> I have met two hundred and one rushing attempts. Well, so if he plays all sixteen games, he probably will get two hundred. Let me let me pull that up and prorate it for you while you're talking about Kamara. Yeah, because in in 2018 he played 15 games and had 194, so he would have had like probably like 210 carries. I'll do it off last year's numbers because those um, ones are without Ingram. Yeah, that's fair. So last year he probably would have had like 100 per 16, 195, close to 200, yeah. but that's including uh, games he played but, a little bit of because of injury. Like you said, touchdowns matter for Kamar. It, so, and he had six total touchdowns last year. I've said this before on the show. He had 18 total touchdowns in mm-hmm. 2018. If he just cuts the difference and goes with 12 total touchdowns, and if he goes closer to 2018, like he has 13, 14, mm-hmm. or 15 total touchdowns, he has a chance to be the RB1 in fantasy just because yeah. of his touchdown production and how heavily he gets involved in the passing game. Yeah. I mean, he had he's had 81 receptions every single year of his career. All three years of his career, he's had 81 catches. Last year, he had 533 yards. In 2018, he had 709. His mm-hmm. first year in the league, he had 826. So his yards per reception have gone down every year. Again, if that just goes back up mm-hmm. to what it was his right. first or second year, 
and his touchdowns go right. up. Like he has the chance to be on the same level as McCaffrey and Barkley. Uh, yeah. My only concern for Kamara is one, he's been injured the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing major, but stuff that just misses a few games. Right. Uh, and then two, if the touchdowns don't, you know, if the touchdowns stay at around six or seven and they don't go up mm-hmm. to what they were in the past, yeah, he's probably not going to be a top three RB. He'll probably finish around like five or six. So the ADP has been fluctuating lately on sleeper um, as more people jump in. Um, you have him at four. I have him at three right now. His ADP is 10 Oh six. Um, wow. he was a top five running back last week, but he is slipping behind Josh Jacobs. I don't know, get that. And Derek all. Henry. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, this is in, I, I'm assuming, I think this is a half PPR 12 team league. Yeah. So it, that is a, that is a long fall for Alvin Kamara. Um, I mean, if he falls between eight picks eight to 10. Yes. Yes, please. Like yeah. I'll take them all day, but yeah, that's, that's a scary thing. Especially when like, if you're using my draft rankings, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're drafting Z you're drafting Camara like four. Yep. So that, I mean, that's a little bit early, but you know, for guys who are at the back end of the I would, first, might I'm just be, saying okay, if I get the overall pick and Kamara's on the board, I'm t- I, I would take Kamara. If the first three picks are McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, or a four or five, you yeah, take no. him. Yeah, I take yeah. Kamara at four or five. Okay, let's talk Zeke. I have him four. You yep. have him three. Um, I'll tell you why I have him four. I'm I'm a little bit. What I was saying last year, what I didn't say about last year about Kamara, I'm a little bit nervous on this year for Zeke. Now, Ezekiel Elliott never. I'll tell you, for some, I've I've owned him for a majority of his career in most of my fantasy leagues, and the guy never scores touchdowns. It's annoying as hell because, like last year, he had fourteen total touchdowns, which is a lot. Fourteen. That's 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 a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot better than years previous. Like that's true. Twenty eighteen. He usually gets nine or ten all-purpose touchdowns, and last year he had fourteen, so it was an increase. And and I that's why I drafted him last year because I was like, the guy is a yards machine. And if he scores more touchdowns, it's it's simple. You know, he'll end up a top three running back. Now, I think the days of Zeke being a top two guy are are in his past at this point. Um, He's still a top five running back. He's still consistently there. The concern for me with Ezekiel Elliott is that he is going to lose work to Tony Pollard because Mike McCarthy is his play caller and Mike McCarthy is his head coach. Mike McCarthy had Aaron Jones and it took him a whole friggin' season to figure out how to use the man. Um, the only other time that he used a utilized a workhorse running back system was back when the Packers had, um, was that fat running back Eddie Lacy? There he is. Uh, yeah. when they had him and he, they gave him like 225 carries. So a ta- you, you could say Mike McCarthy maybe has never had a talent like Ezekiel Elliott come through. And that may, that very well may be true. And I still have Zeke projected at 288 rush attempts for next year. But I do think that there is a very real possibility that Tony Pollard could reach up to 135, 140 oh, rush attempts and put Zeke at like 250, 240. And with Zeke's lack of ability to score 
a lot of touchdowns like a Camara might or like, you know, a Saquon or Christian McCaffrey might at the 15, 16, 17 total. It could hurt Ezekiel Elliott quite a bit next year. And with Pollard being as good in the passing game as he is, I think Zeke is also going to get a little bit of less work through target share. Um, so, I'm not saying that this will happen. I'm saying there's a possibility of this happening, which is why I have him for is that it's a little bit more of a risk to draft Zeke this year than it has been in the past, where if you were in that similar system or similar offense that you had last year and Ezekiel Elliott ended up being the top, you know, three guy anyway, I think there's a chance that he falls to five or six. I don't, I'm not predicting it. I think he's going to be four, but there is a very large chance that he could get some, some opportunity regression. If that so makes I think, sense. You know, that's a fair argument. I'd, I'd like to play devil's advocate here though. Uh, and make free. some counter counter arguments. Like, is this because one, you are agreeing with my points, or you disagree with my points? And this is the I, reasoning. So I I do kind I do agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. My thing with Zeke though is, first of all, his floor is going to be high no matter what. Even if he does regress, he's still at worst is going to get like 260 carries if he's healthy. Yeah, um, which is still like ridiculous. And like he's still guaranteed to at very least be a low end RB one. Um, and like Kamara last year, who a lot of people took second overall ended up being, yeah. I think like the RB 10 fantasy. So mm-hmm. like, I don't even think his floor is that low. Like at worst I see him finishing as like the RB seven. Um, okay. he's had 300 plus carries in every year of his career, except for his second year where he only played in 10 games and he still had 242 carries in That's 10 insane. games. And I know it's Mike McCarthy now, but like you said, Mike McCarthy yeah. has never had a running back like Zeke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know like he's had kind of the committee, like running back by committee, mm-hmm. but he's also never had a player where he didn't really have a choice to not do that. Like he's never had a great running back mm. at all. Okay. Uh, and with Zeke now, I think it's, it's a guarantee that he's, mm-hmm. and I still have him for less carries. I think I have Zeke at, mm-hmm. uh, I think 280. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is 21 less carries than he had last year. So <clears throat> I have him in a small regression still, but yeah, even if you give him a regression, and the touchdown argument I think is fair. He had 14 touchdowns last year. Even before that, he had nine. Yeah. So you're saying if he goes down, it might take away some points, but his rookie year, he had 16. I mean, so, if, if Jordan Chun, who's their third running back right now, was still the third running back, was the second running back on the team, I would not have a problem with Zeke. I, I think what they drafted in Tony Pollard is very good. And I think that like last year he had, he had a higher efficiency running the football than Ezekiel Elliott did himself. Um, yeah. But I, that's partly because when Tony Pollard right. was on the field, the team would focus on other, other positions. Right. Yeah. And that's another, thing that's I would fair. Like to bring up too, is I think the Cowboys offense, which was great last year and the best offense in the league mm-hmm. and the most efficient, only got better with weapons wise with CD Lamb. Yeah, uh, with the, they upgraded Randall Cobb with CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. So I think like there's so many things to worry about with that Cowboys offense, and yeah. that's only going to help Zeke. But I do think the ceiling for Kamara is probably higher than Zeke. Like like you said, the yeah. days of yeah. Zeke being a top two running back, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I'm kind of yeah. with you. I think. It's, I mean, he might this year, but if it's this year, it, if it happens this year, then he's it's going to be it for him. Yeah, he's only got like a year or two, maybe of finishing mm-hmm. in the top two or three guys. I think just because of all the work that he's had over his career. 
Okay. Uh, let's talk about number five on our list. Dalvin cook. Um, both of us have him at number five. So that's a good thing. Um, so I, I think for me, I had him like last year, he was absurd over the, um, first couple weeks of the season. I think, he was pacing out as the yeah he was the RB one RB one or two let me just let me just check um, but he was he was absurd over the first you know what I mean seven weeks of the season or so yeah. and maybe I, I want to say let's just say the first eight weeks he was number two running back behind Christian McCaffrey and he was through the first six weeks of the season the number one guy. So, or never mind, Christian McCaffrey was. You can't pass on Christian McCaffrey. But anyway, Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Dalvin, two, though, right? Dalvin Cook it was the number one guy. You know, I mean, was number two guy in all of fantasy football last year through a majority of the season. And then, you know, obviously fell off in the latter half of the season. This offense has not changed. Nobody left in the coaching staff. Eric Kubiak still calling the plays. Mike Zimmer is the head coach. They love to run the football. Last well, year, Kevin Stefanski did leave. Stefanski left, but Kubiak was the play caller last year too. Yeah. So Stefanski had an influence on the offense, but Kubiak was the assistant coach, assistant head coach, or whatever to Mike Zimmer, and um, I believe that's what they call them. But now he's the offensive coordinator full time. So um, I think Dalvin Cook will obviously get the same amount of rushing attempts that he had last year. Um, right now I have him projected at 291 fantasy points, which puts him at number three in all of fantasy football uh, for me and my projections uh, behind Barkley behind McCaffrey. So I didn't put him, I didn't put him at number three for specific reasons. A, I think that Dalvin cook has a injury history Yep, it's almost and a that, guarantee he gets hurt. That that could come back to bite him in the butt. I also think Kamara has a higher ceiling uh, than Dalvin Cook may have this year, uh, production-wise. Catches. Yeah, and I also think Kamara is probably in the better offense. But And then Zeke is just a safe pick. I, om- I almost am willing to move Dalvin Cook up one ahead of Ezekiel Elliott maybe put Zeke five. I, I if you're looking for like the home run pick, yep. I I really wouldn't blame you at all. Mm. But for doing that, I mean for me it's 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 you know it's pretty close between Zeke and Dalvin. Like if you wanted to say you know McCaffrey Barkley tier one, Kamara Zeke Dalvin Cook tier two, then that's fine with me. But um, yeah, I, I just think that Dalvin Cook has a potential to be very, very good and a top three back again. But then there's the other side of it that's like <sighs> there could be some regression in store for Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't think his schedule. I can't remember if his schedule is easier or hard this year, but I, I'm pretty uh, sure his schedule is not on the easy side. So uh, for me, it's like Dalvin Cook. He has opportunity. He's got all the stuff to to cook with it, but you know what I mean. He actually cook has as a Delvin cook. Fourth easiest. Oh, jeez, yeah. man. <laughs> um, and right now I have him tied at fourteen touchdowns with a numerous amount of people. But uh, you know, I I think I think for him there could be you know he, for him a lot of the season was that same situation with Alvin Kamara where he does get the rushing yards more than Kamara does, but. Uh, 
I think touchdowns was what held him up for a lot of the season last year. When that's when those stopped happening, he stopped getting those 20 point games consistently. So um, I don't think he's going to regress all that much next year in the touchdown category, but it could be a little bit, which is why I'll probably have him around five. I think that's a safer place to put him, but we'll see what happens with Dalvin cook. Yeah. You know, that, that is the one thing. So the only three reasons I have for Dalvin cook, not being, yeah, as high as Zeke or Kamara. So the reason I have him on five mm-hmm. is because a, like I said, he has gotten injured every single year of his career. Yeah. First three years he played, he's played four games his rookie year, 11 games his second year, and then 14 games his past year. Second of all is the holdout issue. Uh, like if that is still oh, yeah, an issue right. by the time August rolls around, like that was one of my be, reasons. And I forgot. <laughs> yeah. that That's, that's not going to be good. And then my yeah. final, my final reason with cook is the touchdown regression. Um, yeah, he, you look at what he did in 2018, he had four total touchdowns. Uh, now he did only play 11 games, so he might've probably got like five or six total touchdowns, but it's not 13. Uh, although I do think 13 feels more right with Dalvin cook for yeah. the amount that they use him in that offense. Okay. Uh, if he does regression touchdowns like Kamara did and goes down to like eight or nine, similar to what he did mm-hmm. in 2018 versus 2019, no, right. then his ceiling isn't going to be as high as people think, but I do really love Dalvin Cook because if you just go like points per game last year, the first like 12 weeks or whatever it was, Crazy. like you were saying, he was right there with McCaffrey. Yeah, it was, it was him or McCaffrey and McCaffrey right. continued the consistency and, and he kind of fell off a little bit. So, um, let's move on to the next guy. Um, we'll talk about his, your, your list is more, closer to the consensus than mine which i don't like which he doesn't like at all by the way no. um but I, let's talk about derrick henry next because i don't want to just sure. keep following my list um so derrick henry i have him eight you have him six i have never been historically high no <laughs> on mr i'm actually surprised he's even eight for you that's mr derrick henry now i i like derrick henry passed on him on the last episode to take josh jacobs I yeah, think I have did. Josh Jacobs ranked higher than him. I'm not sure though. But um, so right now I have on the season for, for Derrick Henry projections wise, 256 fantasy points, 300 rushing attempts. The hard part is that he will probably only catch on a very, I gave him a lot, a lot of receptions. 22. Yeah, <laughs> for him. That's a lot. That I feels I gave, I gave heavy. I gave him 18. So he had 18 last year. Yeah, in fifteen games. So if you give him an extra game, twenty-two might have been. So, but like that's that's where I'm kind of at with him is like in half PPR, he might touch the ball on the ground three hundred times, and that in and of itself that should put him in the top ten. But just the the lack of like the the big thing for me when I was doing the projections was I was like three hundred rush attempts, and then I did the rushing touchdowns. I gave him fourteen, and the rushing yards I gave him fourteen hundred rushing yards, and I was like, okay. It was looking good. And then I moved to targets and receptions. And I was like, oh, man, he has so like if he had any ability to catch the ball through the air, he would be up there with McCaffrey easily. But just the fact that he can he has a lack of ability to do anything through the air in the passing game. And it's not going to change. Not none whatsoever. So I think I think for me, Derrick Henry at 300, I believe he has a tougher schedule this year. Do you have the schedule thing pulled up so you can tell me? Uh, yeah, I can pull it up. Derrick Henry has the pages loaded. 
eighth easiest schedule. Okay, yeah. So that that sounds easy. about right. I mean, it's kind of like it high plays up in there, a weak but divisions. very weak. Divisions. Yeah, but so I mean, for me, if a guy's touching the ball. 310 times, you know, you, you kind of have, you, you should feel safe drafting him, especially as good as Derek Henry has been over the last two years. Uh-huh. And the fact that he's the feature centerpiece of that offense, you know, that's huge, but I don't think he passes 260 fantasy points this year. Um, just because he doesn't get anything through the air. If he catches 40 passes this year through the air, then you can lock him at top three, but right. that's not going to happen. So. so with Derek Henry for me, for PPR, I actually have him a little bit Where did lower. you rank him, by uh, the way? What was that? Where did you rank him, by the way? Uh, I'm sixth. Okay. Yeah, PPR. I think in PPR, I have him like eighth or ninth. No, I dropped him a couple spots just because yeah. he's close to me. He's kind of in the same category. Mm-hmm. He's in the same tier as these guys that we're going to talk about yeah. and not the guys that we have talked about. So I don't think he's in the same tier as like okay. Zeke or Barkley or McCaffrey or Kamara or even Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Dalvin Cook, hopefully the holdout situation <laughs> happens, I would put him in the same tier as those first two guys. Yeah. And then Henry for me drops a little bit. But again, he had 300 carries last year mm-hmm. in 15 games. Like I... And the Titans are the exact same offense they were last year. And if anything, they let Deion Lewis walk to the Giants. So their second running back is a rookie. Good draft who is guy, known but... for kind of pass catching. So yeah. he's probably just going to play that role. So Henry, it's it seems like Henry's probably going to get 300 carries again. I think it's safe to assume yeah, if he's healthy, he'll get 300 carries. Um, he's not going to get crazy involved in the passing game, but he'll probably get 15 to 20 catches, maybe even 22, like you projected, which would be crazy. But uh, just the fact alone that he's going to get those 300-plus yeah. carries should put him in the top 10 for you. And he, I think he's a safer guy because he will get you, like, 10 points a week. Yeah. Uh, and he, like I was saying, he does play in a really weak division. He gets to play the Jaguars twice. He gets to play the Houston Texans twice, mm-hmm. who, other than J.J. Watt, really don't have a great defense or front seven. Yeah. Um, and why am I blanking? Oh, the Colts. The Colts have a decent defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually have a pretty solid defense, but it's still not, like, it doesn't scare you like the Ravens defense. Uh, so he, so he plays in a pretty, pretty easy division. Yeah. Uh, he has the eighth easiest schedule mm-hmm. running back. So I think the yards per carry is still going to be very good. Cause he's always had good yards per carry on the ground. I think he had five last 5.1 last yeah. he had 5.1 last year and 4.9 the year before. I think he's probably going to be in that same range mm-hmm. again. Uh, so I totally have no problem mm-hmm. taking McCaffrey with like the sixth or seventh. Of the ball. I mean, Derrick Henry, Henry yeah. the sixth or seventh overall pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's okay to put him there. I just think when it's all said and done, like consistency wise, for me too. Um, he was a guy that got you like maybe eight to twelve points a game, and then when he yeah. did score a touchdown, it was a big week. And he had Derrick Henry games where he scored over thirty and and stuff like that. But um, I just I don't. I think it's going to be few, kind of fewer far between for those large games, and you'll get more you know inconsistent play from him um and the big games will save his totals so 256 is where i have matt but i think i think he could be you know i don't think he gets any better than that like i usually try to project guys in the middle um Mm -hmm. but i projected derrick henry at his ceiling and and i think that that's really where he's at yeah Um, there's a chance he probably falls to 225 not probably, but there's a chance that he does fall to 225, and, and that could happen, but we'll have to see. Henry's it's, another one of those safer picks. He's another one of those, yeah, he's those boring, safe picks. I'm not with those. That's why he's ranked eight for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
So does boring win you championships? Sometimes. 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 sometimes um, so let's talk about let's talk about number seven, Nick Chubb, another guy that's a little bit for you, number seven, for me, number ten. A little bit of a discrepancy for us on this list, and then we'll get to the other two guys, uh, eight and nine, really quickly. But um, I have, yeah, I have Nick Chubb at ten. I don't like, I don't like the Cleveland Browns, and I try so hard. I'll tell you, I try so friggin' hard to like the Browns. I really do. But then I project them, and I'm like, what is this? (laughs) So, I know, that's how I felt too when I did the um, team. I have right now Nick Chubb at 272 rushing attempts, um, which is a lot. Um, around five yards of carry, which, like I said, a lot. Um, he has nine rushing touchdowns for me, and then I only pegged him at 35 targets because who's going to get all those targets? Kareem Hunt. Um, and 25 receptions total on the season, 184 receiving yards and a touchdown. If Kareem Hunt gets hurt or traded or cut or whatever and he's not on the team, then I think you can easily compensate 20 to 30 more receptions for Nick Chubb. He's not bad through the air at all. Um, I just think that they're going to, there was a report earlier this week that Kareem hunt has been a part of the passing game. Um, zoom calls for the Cleveland Browns. So it's safe to say that this guy is going to be involved in the passing game and Nick Chubb just not. Oh, absolutely. So I think, I think, you know, he's going to get opportunities in the passing game, but it's not going to be a lot. And I think that caps Nick Chubb a little bit. And then, like, offensive efficiency is huge for him. If, if the Browns are good offensively next year, Nick Chubb could score 14 touchdowns and end up being like, like, if I, if I bump right now, I have nine rushing touchdowns. If we bump him up to 14 rushing touchdowns, it puts him at 256 right next to Derrick Henry, and he ends up being a top seven running back in all of fantasy. But he has to score that many touchdowns to get there. So for me, I don't know that Nick Chubb can do that. I think people are over. I hate to say this because I'm a Nick Chubb fan, but I think people are overdoing it with Nick Chubb just a little bit. Um, I think I'm projecting him right around his ADP, which is, or or I have him ranked right around his ADP, which is like 12. Yeah. I could be wrong on that though. Hold on. Let me check. Nick Chubb so, is right now. He's uh, ADP 11.9. So yeah, I mean, number 10, you know, not off the board, but number 10 on my running backs, it's a little bit heavier. Um, but I just, I think the upside for Chubb, unless Kareem Hunt gets hurt, is not as high as people think it is, unless so he scores can, 20 touchdowns. Can I make the argument for Nick Chubb? Go ahead. Because he is one of my favorite players. So I love Nick Chubb, too. I saw his yards per carry totals last year, and I ripped my pants off and ran around. Um, first of all, <laughs> he is, yeah, he is one of the best running backs in the league just going off that uh and you remember he did rush for five yards per carry like you were saying yep. which is very good for running back especially mm-hmm. if you have 300 carries um and he did that with one of the worst offensive lines in the league yeah they added uh no, true. i think jedrick williams mm-hmm. uh with a 10th overall pick from alabama mm-hmm. uh to play tackle and they also added jack Con- uh conklin i believe yep. who will probably play the other improvement tackle. in the offensive line um, and they added another, I think they added another depth piece as well. Uh, so they added mm-hmm. three offensive linemen, two will probably be starters. The offensive line is much better. Kevin mm-hmm. Stefanski is there who's coming from a system that loved to use Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. uh, and especially on the goal line too. Uh, so I would assume Nick Chubb, and I think the, the team is going to be better. Their team is going to be more efficient because 
they were so underwhelming last year that if mm-hmm. they just come back down to earth with all the talent that they have on that team, they should be more efficient. Uh, and if that happens, Nick mm-hmm. Chubb will get more rushing touchdowns, especially yeah. on the goal line. And yes, I do think Kareem Hunt is going to take away targets from him, which yeah. is the only reason I don't have Chubb in the same category. Like I want to mm-hmm. put Chubb in my top five, but just because of Kareem Hunt. If if uh, Kareem Hunt wasn't there, I would most definitely have Chubb a little bit higher. Um, I might even move him past, like I might move him up to nine ahead of, um, another person we'll talk about in a minute, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Nick Chubb is any different than Derrick Henry and he's getting less rushing attempts than Derrick Henry is. Stefanski could carry over that offense that they had in, in, you know, Minnesota, which would give him yeah. 290 rushing attempts, which is very, you know, well, see to me, he's like the same as Derek Henry, because I, I think he will get like 290 carries. Cause even when cream hunt was there mm-hmm. uh, in those last eight games, I think uh, Chubb prorated to 288 carries. Mm-hmm. So if he gets 288 carries, it's only like 12 less than Henry last year or 15 less. So I think he'll, yeah. he'll still be really good on the ground. It'll be similar to what Derek Henry did last year. The only difference is a little bit less touchdown, which puts Henry above Chubb. Yeah. But overall, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you make a fair argument for Nick Chubb. I do love Nick Chubb. I just, the Browns every year, the, <laughs> no, I, I will I want yeah, them to I'll be good that. so badly, but um, I just do. I, I, like I said, I think that's the middle for Nick Chubb. I think there's a ceiling of 256, 260, maybe 270. If he's, if he's, you know, very, very good in that offense. Um, but then I think there's a lower floor for him where he could end up 11 or 12. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's, you know, variances in where Nick Chubb could finish, but the difference for like between seven and 12, a lot of times the difference is 20 fantasy points. And so, you know, that's a difference of one, two, three touchdowns. And, and that could be what Nick Chubb does this year and gets himself into the top seven, top six, um, which is where you have him ranked. But, uh, you know, right now I just, I think it's safer for me to pull him back, you know, maybe let somebody else take him unless he falls to the 10th running back off the board late, you know, early in the second round in a 12 team, you know, then I'll snag Nick Chubb and be okay with it. But right now the value at where Nick Chubb is going at pick 11 is a little bit too steep for my blood, but it's not, it's only five picks difference. So um, let's talk about the next a person on our list. Uh, I'm gonna let's talk about Kenyon Drake. Okay, you have Kenyon Drake at nine. Uh-huh. I have current Kenyon Drake at seven. Now that's only a that's only a, a difference of two. Where does the ECR have him? That's the real question. Uh, probably like nine or ten. Uh, ECR has him at eleven right now at half PPR. Oh, okay, yeah. So we are both a little bit higher on him. I projected Kenyon Drake. You want to know? You want to know, my friend, where this this guy lands on my? <laughs> you gotta have one. You gotta have one projected yeah, player. It it's it's Drake. It's Drake for me. Um, I went safe on a lot of guys, and Drake. I you know how I feel about Kenyon Drake. He had two hundred eighty nine fantasy points on my projections, uh, which ranked number four. Two hundred eighty nine. Two hundred eighty nine, which ranks number four in my uh, my projections. Wow. So I gave him 254 carries. He has, I think, one of the easiest schedules in fantasy football. That could be wrong. Uh, I just had the list. I know. You always just have the list. <laughs> I just got rid of the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, why would you just get rid of it? Bro. I don't know. 
I don't know. Listen, sometimes my brain does stuff, and I just I don't know. I do want to note. Um, you always spell Kenyon Drake with an O. Do I? Yeah, it's Kenyan, uh, dude. Ken, yeah, Kenyan. Kenyan. Uh, he he ranks nine. Uh, he has a nineteen easiest schedule. Okay, so, so in the middle, I guess three stars yeah. according to Fantasy Pros. So if you take last year's games that he started for Arizona, right, and you prorate them, those I think it was eight games, you prorate it for a 16-game season. He has 246 rushing attempts. I have him projected at 250, I believe. 1,286 rushing yards. I have him right around that point as well. And 16 rushing touchdowns with 70 targets and 56 receptions and around one touchdown through the air. I have him projected at... 14 rushing touchdowns, about 18 all-purpose touchdowns, which is probably where the discrepancy is in the total number of fantasy points that he gets. But with 50 receptions and around 350 to 400 receiving yards on top of that 1,200 rushing yards that he gets, and I gave him less efficiency too, which is (laughs) crazy, but he could finish as the... RB4 in fantasy football, and this could be one of those guys that ascends into that conversation with, you know, Dalvin Cook, Barkley, McCaffrey. Like last year, Dalvin Cook was a second round pick and Uh he exploded onto the scene. That could be Kenyon Drake this year. I think it's safer to say he probably would finish at seven or eight this season, which is where you have him ranked. Um, And I have him ranked at seven. So it's like, that's safer, but there is a chance this guy explodes onto the scene this year and becomes a high-end running back if he stays healthy for the oh, full season. Oh, absolutely. Does it scare you at all that he's never done that in his career? No, he's he's too efficient not to do it in his career. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, like, see, like he's, about- it's, the one, it's the one fantasy point per opportunity total that really gets me every time, and... You know, he's at point nine to one and it's it's that's very good. So, I mean, yeah. you know how much I love Kenny Drake. What I, one of the things I love about Drake is, for one, like, I don't know how good the Cardinals are going to be this year. They're probably yeah. going to be like eight and eight or seven and nine. But it's not going to be because their offense. Their offense mm. is really good. Uh, they're only like an offensive lineman or two away from being. And then just like Kyler Murray just developing mm. from being one of the best offenses in football. Uh and if you do prorate, like you said, what Drake did with Arizona mm-hmm. last year, it's impressive. Uh, I don't, I don't think he's going to get 16 rushing touchdowns, even though I do love no, that no, right? That does feel a little high. Um, and then, you, do you think he'll get like 250? I think it's possible he'll get 250. I think I projected him 240, so a little bit less, mm-hmm. but still really good. I mean, if he stays healthy, and what we saw from what he did in Arizona last mm-hmm. year. Uh, and he just does the same thing he did last year, even if he's a little less efficient with like touchdowns, mm-hmm. uh, then yeah, he's going to be a low end RB one this year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. And he's somebody who a lot of people are kind of bullish on because, you know, he's never been an RB one. He's never really been a high end RB two, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of people that are going to take those better known names, especially mm-hmm. in redraft. Yeah. over Kenyon Drake, uh, and you might be able to snag him in the third round. And he might be one of those classic third-round running backs that everybody looks back at and says, why did he fall to the third round? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, right now, he Kenyon Drake uh, is at pick I think he, he's a second-round pick right now. But yeah, I late second-round pick. Draft leagues if he goes, he goes a little bit higher. So. That would not, yeah. But he's a, he's a late second, early third-round pick. 
which is fantastic value. Um, yeah. yeah, I love Drake. Let's talk about the next guy. We got we got to move fast through. What is this? Uh, the last three. Sure, we'll just. <laughs> Um, so right now, um, I have, uh, Miles Sanders, who's next on our list at nine and you have him at 11. So I love Miles Sanders. I might pull him back a little bit. Um, maybe move Nick Chubb up ahead of him and maybe Josh Jacobs and have him in that same spot at, at 11 where you have him just because they lost that offensive guard. But I'm going to talk about him as if that didn't happen. I haven't projected him. I haven't projected at nine, um, 216 rushing attempts. He doesn't reach a thousand rushing yards. Um, he only gets uh, 11 touchdowns. I believe I projected him at. So, um, it's not a, you know, blow it up season. I think the, the problem for me, and this is why I might move him down. The problem for me with Kenyon, I mean, not with, um, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is that he is flying. We saw in our last yeah. show, we did a mock draft 108. He is flying up draft boards and it's getting scary. And I, I can't draft him at the, at the place that he is at a second round pick. That was the highest I'd go. And now he's going in the first round and it's like people are just overdrafting him and, and it's getting a, a little out of hand or Don't not a little out of hand. A March, lot of when it was so fun to take Miles Sanders at the top of the fourth round. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But now that's fantastic. not going to happen. So no. do I think Miles Sanders is going to be an RB one? Yes. Um, do I think he's going to be a top five running back this year? No. And I think they're going to add a running back soon, whether it's Devonta Freeman or another backup yeah, running back, they're going to add somebody and that's disconcerting, but I still think he ends up being the ninth or 10th running back overall in fantasy football. And I think it's safe to draft him as the ninth guy off the board. But if you're talking about taking him as the seventh running back off the board, no, don't do that. He's somebody who's a very high risk, high reward player. Yeah. Um, you know, it's your type of player. <laughs> yes. I project. I projected Sanders with the notion of them signing somebody else and yeah. getting like 120 carries, and he was still good. So I, I still think Sanders is going to be uh, good, even if they sign like a Devontae yeah. Freeman. Um, I, I would like him less though, for sure. But I think he'll still be good. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, and it's just Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, uh, then I think. He still has such a high ceiling, man. He, with the work that he could get in that offense that he's oh, yeah. in, I mean, he has the chance. Pure to be a ceiling running back is why he should be a, a early second round pick. Just the pure fact yeah. that he has a high ceiling. And the Eagles run a lot of plays. Uh, I think last year yep. they ran. Oh, they usually run over a thousand plays for the season. Mm-hmm. So even though they're going to throw the ball a yeah. lot, they're still going to run the ball a decent amount. Um, mm-hmm. So if they run the ball. If, like for let's say 450 times, mm-hmm. uh, I could still see Sanders getting like 240 carries. Because yeah, of that, 250 carries. So, because he is the only, I mean, I don't really count Boston. I think of Boston Scott, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll get like a hundred carries maybe, but that still wouldn't I be enough think he'll to hit that. take, take 200 plus carries away. from. Yeah. Sanders. If they don't sign anyone, then it's, it's all, all guns ablaze. For yeah. Sanders. I am on the hype train though. Like if, if you believe in the reward for Sanders like I do and like you do, I think he's mm-hmm. worth the pick in the second round. So let's talk just, about... But I agree with you, the hype, dude. Is yeah, no, it's crazy. Crazy. Uh, let's talk about Josh Jacobs at number 11 for me and number uh, 10 for you. Um, and and so uh, I'll just... I mean, it's not that much of a difference. I'll talk about Josh Jacobs. I, I have him right now as my RB12 
and half PPR projections, 223 fantasy points. I was a little bit surprised by the amount of opportunity that I have Josh Jacobs getting in that offense. Um, the efficiency I didn't see there uh, in terms of, I, I want to go to Oakland's and see how many, or not Oakland, wow, lost it's okay. That's going to happen. Vegas Raiders. Uh, go to their projection sheet and see. I have them at four point five yards a carry, which was a little bit friendly. Um, and and it only put him at twelve hundred rushing yards, nine touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. So for him, he's one of those guys that has the upside. He has the ability to be a high end player. I didn't do a lot of scouting on him before uh, the in terms of twenty twenty. Uh, before the um, I did my projections. So uh, when I did them, I looked over all the numbers, all the analytics, and and that's kind of where I put him at. He needs touchdowns. And the question is, are the Raiders going to be good? And I'm going to trend towards no. Yeah. Um, just because I'm like, I'm not, I don't think the Raiders suck. I think they'll win like nine games, but I don't think their offense is going to be this prolific, high-powered offense no. that's going to run down the Probably field. And if they turn into that for whatever reason, I'm wrong. And they With turn all into the weapons that, that they've added. I mean, Josh possible. Jacobs is a sure top six running back. But for me, I don't think they get to that point. I don't think Josh Jacobs scores over ten touchdowns, and I think that he'll be good this year. But I yeah. think that he's not going to be spectacular. And the thing that concerns me most is that people have been drafting Josh Jacobs right now in the um i think yeah number six overall in fantasy football yeah i saw i think it was yahoo i did a a mock draft and he went fifth somebody took him fifth yeah that's too much there is hype i love i mean you took him what 10th in our yeah draft so that's that's not like completely crazy for me i love josh jacobs i love the player um and i i think the offensive line is very good yep. too uh and he had in his rookie season as a 21 year old had Dang. 242 carries in 13 Ooh. games i mean it wouldn't surprise me at all if Who's he gets close to 300 carries this year. uh and if he does that then watch out yeah um yeah touchdowns is a little concerning he had seven last year uh in 13 games if you play the full season give him like, three extra games he might get like eight maybe eight touchdowns so then eight this year I, I probably would put him at around, what do you have him, 10? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably have him around 10, 11 touchdowns. So yeah. that's not, you know, RB, like high-end RB1, mm-hmm. where you want him to be. Uh, so that kind of prevents me from putting him higher. And then the other thing that prevents me from putting him higher is yeah. just, uh, his involvement in the passing game. He had 20 catches last year mm-hmm. and 27 targets. He probably won't get more than like 25, 30 catches, which yep. isn't, exactly where you want he's kind of no, a similar right. player to nick chubb and yep. Henry, where he's gonna get a lot of carries it's just how is he gonna be using the pass game now he's mm. young though and there isn't another pass catching back there that really just completely focuses on pass catching uh well jalen jalen richard kind of does but i think josh jacobs could surpass jalen richard uh or jalen richard is it jalen richard <laughs> i think i don't i don't know I, I think it's Jalen Richard, whatever. Anyway, but Jacobs uh, has the potential Richard. to pass him in, in the receiving game. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I just I don't know if, he's gonna, like, if he has the same involvement in the passing game as he did last year. Then it's going to be a tough be. season for him. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it won't be tough. He'll still be good, but he won't be like tough. Right, five. right. Well, I think in terms of tough, I, I don't mean for him. I He would give a crap about how many statistics he gets. I'm talking about oh, yeah. like fantasy owners drafting him six, end up getting an RB2. Uh, that's going to be bad news. Um, so did we talk about Joe Mixon? I think you might have skipped Joe Mixon. Dang. Um, we did. So, so let's talk about Joe Mixon. Uh, I thought we were on our last guy, but I guess Joe Mixon is is here. So, Joe Mixon. I love Joe Mixon, and I have him right now at six. You have him at eight. Yeah, I still um, really like him. I think he's six in PPR for me. In so I have him at seven in all of fantasy football for next year, projected wise, two hundred sixty six fantasy points ahead of Derrick Henry. And Miles Sanders, um, he went number five, I believe, in our mock draft on Tuesday, or PPR mock draft. Now, he had, oh, man, this is one of those guys that did not have a great season last year. But when I looked at how many rushing attempts he had, I was like, whoa, that is absurd. Yeah. Um, and so I project him at 275, which you'll be like, oh, my God, that's a lot. But go look at his numbers last year. That's not going to change. He literally this is what I like so much about Joe Mixon. He is literally the Todd Gurley to the Rams like when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that is how good Zach he can Taylor be. Team, yeah. With that Zach Taylor team. And I was like, last year, I'm like, is Zach Taylor going to run the offense? Very similar to how Sean McVay did. And I looked at all the metrics and I'm like, he did exactly what Sean McVay did. Carbon copy dropped in the Bengals offense. And for me, Joe Mixon, holy smokes. If he gets 300 plus opportunities, the only thing holding him back is the amount of touchdowns that he scored. I have him projected at uh, 13, 12, 13 touchdowns. So, but like for me, if he has a Todd Gurley like season, and this is where the, the line is drawn for me. If he has a season where they give him the ball so many times in the red zone that he ends up scoring, you know, 16, 17, 18 touchdowns, that is the difference between him being a top seven running back and a top three running back. And I think to get Joe Mixon at pick 12 right now, is asinine it's crazy and it's like you get him at pick 12 that is such a high value that that guy could ascend he could be the dalvin cook of of this year like i honestly believe it yeah like if there's any guy on this list that is going to be dalvin cook from 2019 it's going to be joe mixon yeah i mean that's fair They, they they're bringing in um their first round pick last year, I forget his name, but they drafted a left tackle, I believe, yeah. last year with the 10th overall pick. Got injured in training camp, so it's an offensive lineman addition mm-hmm. to the Bengals, so that will help Mixon, hopefully his yards per carry. And they were also, again, the Bengals stunk last year. Right. Were beyond bad, and teams were just like, just stop Joe Mixon. He's their Better own offensive weapon. line, with Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow there, yep. and healthy A.J. Green, maybe that can help mm-hmm. his yards per carry. Uh, for this year, and if he still gets like 270, 280 carries, that's going to be big. Right. Uh, touchdowns, I do think, will go up a little bit because I think the offense is better. But I don't know if he can get like in the teens for total touchdowns, which is why I don't know if he's going to mm-hmm. be like Dalvin Cook. Uh, but I do think he has that ceiling. Uh, because if he does get the mm-hmm. touchdowns, then yeah, he's going to be really, really good. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's gotten, I mean, he had nine touchdowns in 2018, mm-hmm. eight touchdowns for total touchdowns last year. So I yeah. think he'll probably get like 11 or 12 total touchdowns. So 
which is why I do have him like around six or seven or eight, like in that range. But in, for him to be in the top five, he's yeah. going to need like 13, 14, 15 total touchdowns. Agreed. Um, yeah, I wish we could spend more time on Joe Mixon. We'll probably talk about him a hundred times before the season starts. Um, but let's talk yeah. about our last two guys really quickly. Split them off. Okay. Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones. I have Fournette 12. You have Aaron Jones 12. Um, two different guys. I think you have uh, Fournette 13, and I have Aaron Jones 13. I have Fournette 14. Actually. Okay, all right. I have Eckler 13. Um, so I just want to quickly argue my Leonard Fournette take. Um, Leonard Fournette is probably one of my favorite running backs in the NFL. Um, he's efficient. <laughs> he on, is, yeah. Yes, he always is. <laughs> um, he is efficient on the ground, gets a lot of yardage. There's no one behind him right now outside of They brought in Chris Thompson, who I think is going to take a, some of the passing game work away from Leonard Fournette. But um, I still think he's going to get a lot of passing game work. The question for me with Leonard Fournette is not opportunity because he's going to get 250 rush attempts. He's going to get 50 receptions. Like that's a lock. He'll get 300 touches this year. I, 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 I will bet a whole fantasy league on it, but a, uh, but for me, the question is like last year, it four total touchdowns. I think on the whole season, had he just scored six more touchdowns, he would have been in the top three with the Dalvin cooks of the world and you know, stuff like that, but he just didn't get to that point. So the question is, does he score more touchdowns this year and how good or bad is that offense? And I, I think that remains to be seen. Like I think Jacksonville as a whole will probably suck, but I think that offense will be pretty decent. I think it'll be middle of the road. And I think Fournette will probably get into the end zone a few more times this year than he did last year. I have him as the RB 15 in projections, but I only projected him at seven touchdowns. I think his ceiling is a little bit higher in that aspect. So yeah. I think as the 12th running back off the board for me, that's a safe pick. And especially when you're talking about a guy, you know, who you can get, you know, in the middle of the third round in a 12 team, uh, getting 300 touches. I mean, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So for me, for my argument for, do you want me to argue Aaron Jones? Yeah. Just talk about Aaron Jones real fast. Yeah. So, for me, Aaron Jones, I mean, we both were fading him, especially yeah. when he was in the first round. Uh, after doing my projections, though, and seeing kind of where he's going now, like we weren't the only ones fading him. The whole fantasy community was fading him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, but I think where he's going now is it's fine. I think middle of the second round, uh, middle to late second round, which is where I've seen him going in most drafts, is a good spot. He's obviously not going to get 19 touchdowns again. Like That's no. not going to happen. I mean, he might. Um, I, Unlikely. I highly doubt it. I really highly doubt that he'll get 19. Right. I don't even know if he'll get 15 total touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to go down to like 12 to 13. Um, but even if he does that, he's going to be f- like a low end. He's going to be high end RB2 yeah. pretty much um, to low end RB1 because he's still going to get 50 receptions. He's mm-hmm. still going to get about like 400 receiving yards and three or four receiving. Like his receiving game is not going to change. If anything, it's going to be, he might be the second target. <laughs> passing the ball wise behind Devonte Adams. Uh, they have no weapons on that team. Yeah. They, they brought in down punches. They have Alan Lazard, but there's really no weapons on it. So Aaron Jones is going to be very involved in the passing game. Yeah. Um, as he was last year. So I don't think that will change, which will keep Aaron Jones at that, mm-hmm. you know, being worth a pick in the second round. Uh, he will have less rushing touchdowns though. And his, efficiency will probably go down with touchdowns but everything else like i don't think is going to change too much and he finished as like the rb3 last year yeah i believe um so if you just take his touchdowns and drop them like four or five even six touchdowns 
he's going to go from like the RB3 to like the RB12 range, which is why I have him there. Yep. Uh, sounds good. Um, that'll conclude our running back, our top 12 running backs. If you want to see the rest of our running back rankings, be sure to buy the draft guide and uh, check out our rankings, our full draft rankings yep. inside the draft guide on July 1st. Uh, don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Uh, and then be sure to follow us on Twitter at the FF champs on Instagram at the fantasy championships. And we will talk to you on Thursday where we talk about a little boring of a topic quarterbacks for the 2020 season. Oh, I love quarterbacks. Let's go talk to you Thursday. Fantasy champs. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the fantasy champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF champs.